Not everyone you know can work from home. There's a workforce that's helping the rest of us survive amid the coronavirus pandemic. The cooks, the grocery workers, and bus drivers, they tend to be disproportionately black and Latino. And they are more vulnerable to weathering the economic devastation brought on by the current health crisis. WBEZ's Natalie Moore has this story about how coronavirus will affect the racial wealth gap. Now it's sauce time. I'm going to use some butter, heavy cream white wine, some garlic, and some Parmesan cheese. Mix that all up. 44-year-old April Grant is cooking shrimp and chicken with asparagus and broccoli atop zucchini noodles. Cooking has been therapeutic for Grant since she lost her job as a private bartender last month. Weddings are her favorite. I've always been a people person. I'm a creative person, so I love, you know, making drinks, talking to people, um, just socializing. To pass the time in her Dalton home, she does yoga, binge-watches TV, and reads. A friend just gave me survival guide of the zombie apocalypse book. It's, it's like a funny book, but is that we kind of feel like we're in an apocalypse right now, but I guess we, we are. All jokes aside, Grant's not sure she can pay her bills past this month. She can file unemployment, but she should be getting a stimulus check from the federal government. I just basically, I do live off of my tips. Um, my anxiety level is went up. Whatever money I do have saved up, I'm kind of going through it with day-to-day expenses as far as utilities that's coming up, food supply. While she stays home with no income, Grant says she feels her work isn't valued by society. They do just see us as, oh, you're just a bartender. We're not just all only bartenders. You know, we're a lot more than that. We're, we are a part of the working force. Grant is African-American. In Chicago, most employees in restaurants, food services, child care, and cleaning are Black or Latino. And nationally, it's the same. Higher wage workers are more likely to be able to telework and they're more likely to be white. Many Americans have very little cash reserves or liquid assets to sustain themselves in the event of a job loss or any type of economic shock. And that becomes even more pronounced when we consider vulnerable communities. That's Derek Hamilton, an economist at The Ohio State University. He recently co-authored a study about how policies have created a situation where communities of color are disproportionately uninsured and have fewer financial resources. And if I'm being specific, I would say that Black, Latinx, and Native communities in America, as a result of our long and persistent racial wealth gap, really don't have the economic means to withstand job loss or even have to deal with unexpected expenses that surely will arise as a result of this pandemic. His study showed almost 30% of black college-educated households and 20% of Latino college-educated households would not be able to afford to pay all their bills after a $400 emergency expense. For non-college-educated black and Latino households, the figures increase. Hamilton says better safety nets and infrastructure would reduce the trauma. He recommends policies such as moratoriums on housing evictions and foreclosures and comprehensive action to reduce student debt. Juan Sandoval is a downtown restaurant worker. He says his hours are cut back at Popeye's. The fancy Italian restaurant where he works the salad bar is closed. His savings will get him through April, and Sandoval feels speechless. I've been working hard. I've been everything according to the law. And in this moment, I don't exist. 
Various federal, state, and local initiatives are underway to help people with emergency needs like food and rent. And there are many mutual aid groups providing pandemic relief. But some say that's not enough. Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson is part of a coalition of elected officials, grassroots groups, and unions calling on more government relief with a right to recovery memo. In moments like this, uh, this is where uh, the wealth gap uh, could potentially become exacerbated. The crisis that we're in the midst of is simply exposing what we already know. We do not need another summit. We do not need another study group. We don't need a focus group that is going to tell us what we already know. To ensure recovery for all, the coalition seeks fundamental changes, including paid emergency leave, free health care, and guaranteed income for laid-off workers, among others. Economists and social justice advocates alike say the pandemic can help reshape what kind of society we live in, possibly breaking down some of the structural barriers to equity. The Chicago Community Trust a large foundation, already had a long-term objective of closing the racial wealth gap. Helene Gale is president of the trust and says the key question is, What are we learning from this that we should take as we think about how to make our community better in the long run? Gale is an expert in disease control. She's also a former CEO of CARE, an international humanitarian organization that has helped communities across the globe recover from earthquakes, famine, and other disasters. We used to talk about building back better. And that when communities were impacted, whether it was by natural or uh, human emergencies, can we use uh, the work that we're doing in emergency response to actually build a bridge to longer term so that we are building greater resiliency? That could mean permanent measures around flexible loans or tax credits, for example. Because after the immediate public health risk decreases from coronavirus, the economic devastation will still be there. And it can't be business as usual. Natalie Moore, WBEZ News.